This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. I've got just the right person, Peter Adams, who's a reporter at Marketing Dive. And if you don't know what Marketing Dive is, you should find out. It's a really good briefing of all the marketing stories that are out there. And he can talk about everything that's topical and cool in a very articulate way. Peter, we're so happy to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on and, and more than happy to serve as the uh, marketing guru for the for the segment. <laughs> Very thank cool. you for that. So what are you going to do to answer Americans' question? You got a story about any uh, product that's doing cool things with regard to election night jitters? Yeah, quite a few brands. You know, it's a different election year than usual and quite a few brands are uh, activating around it. Uh, one that stood out to me recently uh, is uh, Babe Wine, which is a uh, AB InBev label. They acquired it last year. Uh, actually, a brand founded by two Instagram influencers, which kind of gives you. I'm hoping they were women. Were they women who founded it? Uh, no, I believe it's actually two men. And, and oh uh, no! One, yeah, one of them. Uh, <laughs> maybe a a little edgier sense of humor, <laughs> a little more going for the kind of frat boy. Uh, <laughs> But they've they've also uh, you know uh, come out with this uh, election night survival kit, um, which kind of represents some of the more direct to consumer uh, campaigns and activations that brands have been running. So they're basically providing an all-in-one uh, you know stress relief bundle for people who want to have a pillow to scream into or a stress ball to squeeze on November third and. Uh, just based on looking on their website this morning, it looks like they're sold out and they're trying to pack uh. the orders. So, uh, you know, kind of well, keys. Sorry, in, it's not you know. just the pillow and the ball. There's also a bottle of wine I'm hoping in there. Of course, yeah, to, to, <laughs> to top things off for sure. Uh, but, you know, a great example of a, of a brand that kind of knows its audience. Uh, mm-hmm. If you look at uh, young voter turnout this year, it's, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, gone way past projections. Mm-hmm. Uh far outseated uh far exceeded uh, 2016 figures and so you know that's right in uh babe's uh target market these young uh kind of news aware cause aware people uh and, and it's probably a win for ab inbev as well it's a they're a little bit of a different bet for them it's a wine brand versus a beer brand here's another interesting thing peter that i was hoping you could talk about um, which is the Burger King, what Burger King's doing. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Again, if you told me five years ago they'd do this, I don't know that I would have thought they would, although Burger King has always been a little edgy. They, they've definitely done a better job of building out that sort of brand positioning uh, in recent years as well. They have this really adversarial, disruptive tone to their marketing where they're not afraid to go after their competitors. Uh, and uh, this campaign that they just announced this morning uh, encourages people to go visit, you know, quote, scary places that they've deemed that's just shuttered McDonald's, Wendy's <laughs> locations. And if you if you go there with your Burger King app notifications turned on, uh, they use geolocation technology to send you a coupon. So they're trying to set up this DIY impromptu, you know, haunted house tour or whatever you want to call it. That's cool. But uh, you figure people don't really know what to do this Halloween. It's a really uncertain you know, how much traditional trick-or-treating is going on. So this is an example of a company thinking through, you know, what can we get people to do, have them do it safely, and also layered it in with, again, I have no other word for it other than very adversarial. Uh, you know, but, you know, I love everything. 
I love everything about this. One other thing, it is the history of Burger King. They've done really edgy ads in the way back, you know, when they Whopper freaked out and Lace yeah. Cologne and all sorts of crazy things. You know, they call McDonald's a scary place. Brilliant, right? That's pretty but cool. But the other thing I love about what you said, and I've seen more and more brands do this, is, you know, using the app, the location piece, and Oof. to do some kind of marketing connected to your your location. Waze is really big on doing things like that also. And that's that's a very interesting kind of 360 consumer journey touch point marketing strategy. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, Peter? Well, yeah, for, for, for restaurant brands in particular, mobile channels are, you know, now basically essential. Um, and so figuring out a way to layer a creative idea back into that, um, is, is a big focus at the moment. So, uh, you know, they've, they've taken uh, a holiday that's not typically a big uh, marketing occasion for a fast food brand, and they've kind of uh, tied a creative message into it, but also a sort of direct mm-hmm. response, you know, mobile activation type thing. You redeem a coupon and, and you could presumably move on to the path to purchase from there. So there's a fairly direct link between the two concepts there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something they've done. Burger King in particular has done in right. the past against McDonald's. Right. Um, with uh they they did a geoconquesting thing against them uh two years ago that actually won them a bunch of can awards peter thank you so much for joining us today and where can our listeners go to keep up with you and your work yeah so you can go to marketingdive.com we have a newsletter you can sign up for to get uh daily the biggest marketing news in your inbox Uh, and i'm also on twitter at at patchadams03 on twitter our next guest is Christopher Gindelsberger, and I think he can talk a little bit about what's happening in, I guess, confectioners or candy people, right? Is that, <laughs> is that right, Chris? <laughs> That's right, and thanks That's for having right. me, Barbara. Great to be with you all. Uh, yes, Great the National Confectioners Association, we're the chocolate and candy companies, and NCA represents their business in the United States. When I think about an association that you know all, rises all boats, how, how does that, that phrase go? Barbara, the, oh, the rising know. tide raises all boats, et cetera. Something like that. I just messed it up, Chris, but you understand me. Um, talk a little bit about the trends, though. And so, you know, what is the industry? This is the Barbara's point. Barbara loves data. What what is that? What is that industry looking like? Or, you know, health trends that never mess it up? I mean, are what are things that are going on right now? I would imagine, and Barbara probably can speak to this as well. I want to eat more candy. So I'm so stressed right now. I just I'm just stuffing it down my face. So like, what are the what are the overall trends you're paying attention to to you know make sure that everyone under the umbrella? You're eating candy corn. I'm telling you that. (laughs) (laughs) What are you What are you seeing out there, Chris? Yeah, look, there. I think there are a couple of important things you know to that to that point uh, worth mentioning. Um, One is that. You know, we've had so much taken away from us this year, Um, you know, whether that's graduation, celebrations, just moments of getting together with family and friends that have just been taken off the table. And so, um, you know, we are all looking for that moment of joy and normalcy this fall. And Halloween really presents itself in a way that uh, people can take advantage of it. We did some um, public polling and found that 74% of uh, young parents say that this Halloween is more important than ever. And I think that that holds true across the board as you think about um, going into the winter and having to stay inside and not be be able to connect with people as frequently in person. Um, That being said, the Halloween season up to this point has really presented, like I said, opportunities for people to get out and with the appropriate and responsible way 
you know, with the appropriate and uh, responsible social distance, uh, interact with each other. Uh, it's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's temperate here in the Northeast. And that, um, that lends itself well to uh, extending the Halloween season a little bit longer, which is what I wanted to kind of get at, Americus, towards your, uh, towards your point related to what the industry is doing. And you can see these great and robust activations from the likes of the Hershey Company, Mars Wrigley, Ferrero, Ferrara, mm. and other companies in this uh, that sort of drive the conversation in terms of the platform that their products hold in the moment of Halloween. And, um, and each of their activations are different and unique, but they all sort of speak to the same thing, which is um, there's going to be uh, various uh, approaches to celebrating Halloween across the country, whether you're at home, you know, enjoying those candy bowl moments with your close family and friends, or you're able to get out and go trick-or-treating close to a in a traditional fashion, um, those are all those all count towards celebrating Halloween. And it's so much more than just 1031 in that evening. It's an entire season of celebration. So that's a really big trend that we've seen across the companies and in the industry. So is a Halloween going to roll right into Thanksgiving candy, which will roll right into Christmas candy? How important are themes in the candy world? Mm. Very, very important. The seasons drive our business in a major way. I mean, if we kind of look at, uh, if you look at sales data, you know, across the board, um, just for Halloween, uh, we're up, the, the candy, chocolate and candy uh, sales are up 8.6%. And that growth is really wow. driven by Halloween chocolate. Wow. which is up, you know, 12.2%. Hmm. So, you know, it's the excitement and the uh, anticipation of this great moment to bring a little bit of sense of normalcy to the fall. Uh, plus, you know, there's, a, there's a, the ability to get outside a little bit. And then you kind of see that really, uh, really driven home by consumer behavior as they go to the store and pick up their, uh, their favorite treats. Christopher, you know, it's, it's interesting because... I think when I think about an association, I think of, you know, messaging across an association. Do you guys ever do that? Do you guys ever do like broad industry wide? I'm thinking about the classic example I talk about in my class is when the pork industry came out with the other white meat in an attempt to uh, kind of change. Or got milk. Got milk. Or got that. milk. And so like, do you do those? Do, do you, something like that. Do you do those kinds of things as well, Chris, in terms of like, you know, working with all folks under the umbrella to kind of push domain wide messaging? We do. And I'm so glad you asked because the companies are uh, this group of companies in our sector, in our category is um, one of the most, if not the most purpose driven collection of companies that I've ever encountered. Interesting. Um, and as they focus not just on philanthropy and helping out communities mm. where they operate, and we manufacture products in every state in the country, but um, beyond that, you know, they sort of look at general purpose and are very consumer driven in terms of uh, responsiveness, creation of product, but also meeting consumers where they want to be met. And lately, um, you know, in the last several years, there's been an evolution within the industry to really drive home um, a treat message, you know, to really solidify or purposefully position the products um, and reinforce that they're treats, that they're not 
meal replacements. They're not a center of the plate food. You don't sit down and order your meal and then have a side of candy. Mm -hmm. um, we I do, but uh, yeah, I was going to say, unless your name's Americus. <laughs> I was going to say. I get that you shouldn't. Okay, it depends on who you ask. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Point well taken, Chris. But you know, the, um, the, uh, the way that we've uh, kind of um, work together as an industry to um, really focus on that and not just talk about it, but really put skin in the game that is through an initiative that we call Always a Treat. And Always a Treat is about bringing smaller products, uh, smaller packaged products, 200 calories or less, helping mm -hmm. people with portion guidance, which is just such a, a big issue in our country. Um, and, uh, and just sort of, you know, consistently reminding people, hey, even at Halloween, this is a moment where a little treat is uh, is okay. It's permissible, um, but don't overdo it. Well, Chris, it's been wonderful talking with you. Thank you so much for coming to uh, with us today. And where can our listens, listeners go to keep up with you and your association? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. Um, Alwaysatreat.com slash Halloween for uh, all of the things that you need related to the Halloween season. We're helping take the guesswork out of Halloween 2020. Great to be with you all. Always a treat. Take care. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.